This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Eee doggy, it show is cold outside. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's a little nipply outside. A little nipply. Uh, and we're going to have some freezing rain, so be careful. We are your severe weather station, so keep it here, uh, and we'll ap- keep you apprised of the uh, weather situation as we move through the day. Again, freezing rain today. It's only going to get up to around 32 degrees. That's cold. Uh, let's see. Where do we where do we begin? First off, you know, I I got I got to say this. I, I am just because I. I, it just keeps popping up on social media and everywhere I look. I am so sick of seeing Nick Offerman kiss that guy with the beard from that stupid HBO show. Can we just stop with the memes already and stop with the clips? I, I the, the, the the what's that what's that show called? The Rest of Us or The Last of Us or something like that? Apparently, they had a big gay scene where two guys with beards are kissing on each other, and I I got no problem with gay people. I've supported common sense anti-discrimination gay laws for a long time or to protect gay people from, you know, basic stuff. But, man, that doesn't mean I like watching two dudes kiss. Yeesh. Just, especially two dudes with beards. Ugh. Anyway, I digress. Um, I want to talk about, we, we had some uh, uh, some stuff happen on the uh, migrant front uh, yesterday. Uh, first off, and I, uh, absolutely agree with this. Uh, the governor has, uh, uh, now has a border czar named Mike Banks. Uh, he's been, uh, in, uh, the border protection business for 23 years. He's, he's worked our border. He's also worked in DC with, uh, with ice. He's, he's got a nice resume, very solid, uh, resume. And uh, he will be working here in Texas to uh, do something about all the folks who are crossing over the border. Because uh, we're we're at the point now where this is just, wow. Uh, In New York, there's a place called the Watson Hotel. I've only been to the city once, so I I don't know where the hell this is. It's the Watson Hotel. I'm assuming it's not a bad, it's a pretty nice hotel. It's not like a... You know what I mean? Like one of these thirty dollars uh, places you see along the highway. It's a it's a New York City hotel, and uh, in Manhattan. And uh, when the migrants started showing up in New York, and they're getting about four hundred a day at this point, and not from Greg Abbott. These are they're being shipped there from Joe by Joe Biden and you know whoever else is behind all this stuff. And so they went to this Watson Hotel and uh, said, we're going to put these migrants in there, gave them free rooms, free food. And as we're seeing, uh, see this a lot in California as well, uh, apparently when the Dreamers take over a hotel, they trash the place. Uh, we hear that they don't really like the food very much, so the food sits on plates in the hallways and rots. 
There's lots of drug use going on, lots of alcoholism. Uh, They're destroying these rooms, again, wasting food. And uh, they're there uh, for free. And uh, the folks at the Watson Hotel said, you know, that's it. This is a business. A hotel is a business. And you're destroying our business. And so, uh, and uh, in New York, Eric Adams was uh, encouraging the migrants, uh, the dreamers, to go to one of these resource centers, uh, or, or no, what, what was it? it was a, I don't know, some kind of place where they could go that was not a hotel that uh, that had some space for them and some beds. I want to say it's like a, I almost want to say a Trey mentioned a subway play. I don't know, but some resource center where they could go. And wow, they like the hotel too much. They don't want to leave the hotel. Um, to the extent that uh, out of pure spite, the Dreamers are setting up tent cities outside on the front walk in front of this Watson Hotel. So, you know, with garbage and crap everywhere. And obviously nobody wants to go into the hotel to go through the, the people on the street. It's just, these are the Dreamers, right? Mostly young men, apparently, we're hearing. Mostly young men. Um, I, 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 I didn't think I'd ever see something this bad. I mean, it, we're, we're, this country, we're really, we're really losing the country. And we talked about this yesterday about how even the northern border now uh, is porous. And uh, not that we're worried about, you know, Canadian terrorists. But we got uh, an open border up north, too, where a lot of folks are rolling in. And uh, again, I, I and I've been saying this for a long time. This is intentional. The our own government wants to turn our country in the United States of America into a third world s-hole, and baby, we're getting closer every single stinking day. So when I hear this rhetorical bullcrap about oh, these are people escaping oppression. Uh, these are people who are, they're refugees, man. They're seeking asylum. Well, if they're crossing the border illegally, they're, they're not exactly doing that whole asylum thing. But, you know, what's a few minor details here here and there, right? They're, they're, they're coming to start a better life, and they want to get jobs, and they want to be participants in this great experiment in freedom called the United States of America. Bullcrap. They're coming here for the free stuff. Not saying that everyone coming over the border is is a bad person or is going to trash a hotel. Uh, but a lot of them are. And again, you're you're kind of seeing that. I've heard this uh, with our own resource center uh, uh, in in town here that people are telling me, you know, all I see are young men. I, I don't see a lot of families. I don't, I'm not seeing as many kids. As I, I'm seeing a lot of young men. I can tell you that when I'm driving home, and I drive home on 410 every day and get off on Bandera, that I see uh, at least three, maybe three or four young men every single day on my drive home pushing a shopping cart full of crap or laying alongside the road. Uh, or just merely walking alongside the road. I mean, seriously, you're you're uh, you can see. Uh, tent camps uh, in 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 some of the 
woods or, or scrub bordering 410 when I'm driving home. I told you last week that we went to Ingram Mall for the first time in a long time, and there's that big patch of woods there where all those apartments are, and uh, uh, a lot of migrants are, are taking that over. And we are. We're. We're. I'm glad we have a borders. Are I'm glad Greg Abbott is doing something for Texas to stem the tide of this stuff. Because you know what, you're not going to get any help from anybody else because this is freaking intentional. And a lot of these countries are opening up their jails and uh, and saying, "Hey, go to America." And these are hardened criminals. We got cartel guys coming over the border. We got bad guys. We got traffickers. Traffickers, uh, trafficking, human trafficking is up like something I just saw, something ridiculous, like 193%. Human trafficking. And apparently they don't like the accommodations and they want to go back to the hotel. So, you know, that that's great. So we... We our government offers them a bunch of free crap here. We'll give you some money. We'll give you some clothes. We'll give you some. Give you a phone. Give you free health care. You got to bring a kid with you. We'll put them in school. And we're gonna let you. We're gonna give you a free hotel room in a place that most Americans who are working Americans probably couldn't afford. And wow, they're trashing the hotels. And then they get all pissed off when you ask them to leave. <laughs> that sounds great. This is a just a great situation we're in right now. Uh, what do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's, uh, let's talk to Alex. Alex, how you doing? Right, bye. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Good, wet, sloshy m- yeah, morning. Right, England. right. Okay, so wel- welcome to the less utopian states of America. <laughs> because we're all going to be able to be equally miserable underneath their boot heel. I think and that's you know the point. The American- yes, and you know what the American sheep are going to do? Nothing. That okay? damn thing. They're going to sit back and they're going to whine and they're going to cry. Instead of standing up, pull up by your bootstraps and throw these scumbags out of our government. Okay, it's our government. They don't rule us. We are the people. That's how it's set up. But until you step up, instead of freaking always crying, right, you're gonna get what they give you because that's what tyrannical governments always do. Shut up and take what we give you. Right, and they got enough morons so right now the that they're you got enough morons who are fine with that. Yes, they are. <clears throat> and are they too scared right. of their own government to do anything about it? Well, it? This whole thing was a setup, okay? Look at the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA. They right. are part of the problem. I agree. Okay? This I, this deal, I hear people say, oh, but the rank and file are basically really straight-up straight guys. No, they're not. They took an oath to protect their country and their constitution, and they're freaking turning their back for their paycheck and doing nothing. Those are the guys that should be arresting these people that are pulling this crap off. Right. Okay, but they're not. Well, and it's, it's, a it's it is a shame because you're right, but we're losing it, man. I, I appreciate the call, Alex, as usual. We're just losing the whole gig, man. Happy Tuesday, uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. 
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. We're going to have some freezing rain out there, so be careful. We are your severe weather station, so keep it tuned here. Uh, we'll have all the updates uh, as far as the cold snap here as we go through the day. Tomorrow's going to be a mess as far as driving in in the morning. So bear that in mind. Also, I, I, I was going to talk about Whoopi Goldberg and what a jackass she is, and I, I will. But uh, on the Fox News here in the radio station, uh, they're, they're talking about how the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, uh, on Sunday, uh, was telling CNN that 13-year-olds are too young to be on social media. What is the right age for a child to start using social media? I worry that right now, if you look at the guidelines from the platforms, at age 13 is when kids are technically allowed to use social media. But there are two concerns I have about that. One is I personally, based on the data I've seen, believe that 13 is too early. Uh, It's a time, early adolescence, where kids are developing their identity, their sense of self. It's a time when it's really important for us to be thoughtful about what's going into how they think about their own self-worth and their relationships. And the skewed and often distorted environment of social media often does a disservice to many of those children, I agree. Well, the people who designed these platforms don't let their own kids on it. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really working hard at, uh, at, at, uh, compartmentalizing social media a little better in my existence. In fact, uh, I got one more surgery you got to deal with next week. And, uh, I'm kind of looking at that as a, looking at that as a reset in my freaking life when I get this, uh, hernia thing taken care of. And, uh, one of the things when I get out of the hospital that, uh, I want to focus on is not being on social media so much. And I only do Facebook. I, I don't do anything else. Uh, because I think it is, I, I think it is, I, it, uh, they also say that it leads to depression, especially in young kids. And I absolutely believe that because social media is just one big look at me, look at me, look at me. Look how freaking happy I am. Look how stinking beautiful I am. And you can't tell me that that's not injurious to th- to people who are in adolescence, early adolescence. Of course it would be. And uh, the other thing, and Trey and I were talking about this on Where and Rima that's kind of freaking me out. Not freaking me out, but I, I, I've i seen more and more ads for this kind of thing uh, just on my social, uh, my Facebook social media feed, this, this business of having an AI friend. I, there's an ad that I keep seeing where you can develop an avatar Right, James, and it, and it it'll you make it look like however you want it to look. It's an animation, obviously, but it'll interact with it. It'll talk to you. You can have conversations with it. Okay, and I think that's creepy. <laughs> I think that's we get into that place, and I don't know, man. I don't think that's going to be good for the human race. Okay, well, let's let's flip the other side of the coin. Right, I'm an only child. Right, I think uh, that would be kind of cool to have an AI in my mom or dad's voice when they're gone just well, that's... just to hear their voice and it say something I don't know I'm just 
Well, people are saying that. People are saying that that's one of the things you could do is you can give the avatar the voice of a loved one who has passed on. And my alarm clock could be, good morning, Jimmy, and it's my mom's voice. What if I, I don't know, there's just... I I understand what you're saying. I I, I just, just wanted I, to flip the coin. That's right. All. I don't know that I. Again, you're not really talking to any. I can understand the the, the comfort that someone's voice who has passed would bring, but along with that might also come uh, a constant reminder that they are gone. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, because I've lost a few people over the past few years. Oh, yeah, I don't no, know. We... You know what I mean? Like I that to me would be almost a kind of self torture. We, if that makes sense. You, you could totally be 100% correct. We've never had this available before, no, we so haven't. we don't know. I just, the idea of interacting with somebody who isn't really, I mean, these are, they talk to you. They'll interact with you, these avatars. Well, you, was, you could have conversations about your day with these, and there's nobody there. And I said that to Trey. I was like, well, what about the child that's 13 to 16 who's in a home environment where nobody talks to them or doesn't interact with them? Well, I, 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 and this is normal to them because they've grown up with the computers and the avatars and the animation, so it might not be abnormal to them. But at some point, it becomes abnormal because you're not developing well, a real skill. interpersonal skills, which are kind of on the way out anyway. Well, if AI, <laughs> if AI is dominating like it is, then I need to befriend the computers and not people. <laughs> James is switching over to AI, man. <laughs> Screw the human race, man. I've had enough of all of you. <laughs> Well, I can see that point. I just, I, I think it's creepy, and I, you know, and I, I, I also, the, you know, I, I'm, I'm still not unconvinced that the damn thing isn't somehow. Now, the, Trey brought up something that was kind of interesting, and I hadn't thought about it from this point of view, in that I am increasingly noticing, uh, not only when I have a conversation about something when I'm not online, but then I'll see ads for it, like we were having a conversation about getting a new record player over the weekend. I wasn't online. I wasn't anywhere near a computer. Past two days, all I get are these ads on face puke for, for record players. And the question we asked on where and Rima, are they reading our minds or, in a, in, a, in a very subtle way, are the algorithms leading our minds? In other words, do I suddenly, am I suddenly thinking about buying a new record player because the freaking computer wants me to do that? I don't know. But it's weird. Uh, I, I don't like the AI thing. I think that's, uh, we had a lot of people warning us about that, about artificial intelligence. Elon Musk was one of them. Uh, uh, oh, um, it's went blank on his name. Uh, the, uh, the physicist, uh, Stephen Hawking, uh, uh, had talked about this as well, that once you let that genie out of the bottle, uh, it's going to be real hard to get back in there, and uh, certainly that's true of social media. So. Where are you with social media? How are you feeling about your relationship with it? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We were talking about AI and the Surgeon General saying 13 is too young for kids to be on social media. I told you I'm trying to redefine my relationship with social media, and we got people on the phone. Let's go to Ed. Ed, how are you? Hey, how are you doing this morning? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, you know, when you download an app, it, it, you have to click yes 
on an E-U-L-A. And if you read those E-U-L-A's, they tell you that they're sharing data with their partners who are also sharing data with their partners. So besides the potential of uh, of ads based on your conversations, what other kind of data are they getting off your phone and computer? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> All of it. A lot. <laughs> you know, I I have three I have three different banks, and in the last few months, <clears throat> when you call them up, they give you a warning not to click on links in the text you're getting in messages. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, my wife uh, warns me. She's working in the bank, so she warns me about that stuff all the time. Yeah, you got to be careful. I got to, well, I got to run. And yeah, I just got some other folks. You just, you don't, I don't think any of us really comprehend just how much information we give away every single day about our lives online without even realizing it. And I'm not even talking about those. You ever see people that pass on those questionnaires, you know? How many of these can you check off? You know, it's like you've been arrested, you you ever skinny dipped, you know, whatever. And people fill those out all the time because it's cool. We love to talk about ourselves and you don't realize, wow, you just gave all that information away to somebody. I just think it's getting creepy. Uh, Mike, it's been creepy. It's getting creepier. Here's Mike. Mike, how are you? Yeah, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty good, man. Always good to hear from you. What are you What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say one quick comment, and then I'll get to the uh, social media. Uh, you You might want to check on this uh, this guy who got uh, beat up by the Memphis Police Department. I don't have enough time to discuss with you what's going on, but there's just some disturbing news coming out about what really took place. But uh, yeah, uh, now on to the social media deal. Uh, if you, If anybody ever noticed, uh, they, they, they've been telling a lot of people now. You, when you turn your cell when you turn your cell phone off, some people have said that they still that somehow your messages are still your your words are still being heard by other people. So you right. people need to be careful what they say because these people are definitely listening in on your phone calls, even when you think your phone is turned off. And you know something? There's a reason why the government. You notice that a lot of governments and cities and states around the U.S. is trying to ban TikTok because they said that TikTok. The Chinese government right. is using this information to spy on American people and people all over the world. So people better be real careful when they sign in to this TikTok, because TikTok is watching you, watching the American people very closely. Yeah, I don't, I don't use it. All right, always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I don't do TikTok. I, I only do Facebook. I and, and I, I have an Instagram account. I've never used it. I think I got a Twitter account. I've never used it. But yeah, the phones are always listening. The computers are always listening. The, the, if you got a camera on your computer, it's always watching you. you got a camera on your phone, it's always freaking watching you. Uh, and everything you say, and every you know, I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out how it's reading my freaking thoughts because that seems a little weird. Because I'll be just thinking about stuff, and I'll see it start to pop up on social media. Eric, how are you, Eric? What's going on with you? Uh, good morning, Sean. I'm doing well. You know, technology is an absolutely wonderful thing, you know, but it always ends up being used nefariously. Right. Um, you know, these things with the AI and think about it, they're letting us use this stuff for free. Why? Because of the simple fact that they are allowing us from what the programmers have already done, teaching AI to learn more about the human aspects of our lives 
and how and possibly how to replicate them and imitate them in exactly. a sense. Exactly. Yeah. So how are we going to be able to define between what is real and what is fake? So, you know, with all this AI stuff that's going on, you know, we're doing nothing but helping perpetuate this evilness that is going to eventually take us over. I, That's you know, it's I not, well, and I agree, man, I appreciate the call. It's not the purview of just science fiction movies anymore. And, and he, again, you look at Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk, who have been warning about this for years, two of the smartest guys on planet Earth, you know, at one point when, uh, when Stephen Hawking was still with us, and uh, both expressed a great deal of concern over the pursuit of artificial intelligence. Uh, look, Mary Shelley warned us about this crap uh, 100 years ago with uh, the novel Frankenstein, over 100 years ago. You start playing God, you start thinking you could make life, <laughs> you could create something with, uh, with thoughts like a human, and uh, down that road lies madness. So I don't know. I, I think it's all getting kind of creepy. I, I damn skippy believe it's bad for young people and bad for kids. Uh, but where does it all go? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I truly don't know. But I, I, all I do know is that the algorithms are beginning to think. <laughs> if they're not already, they're beginning to think and figure crap out. Uh, we were talking about on where and Rhyme had, had discovered this, that uh, there are, there are uh, programs that are learning how to teach other programs how you know about their own intelligence and how to improve. I mean, it's, 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 it's weird stuff, man. Very strange stuff. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. As you will learn next, that is what's happening on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Cindy Williams passed away uh, yesterday. She was 75 years of age after a brief illness. Uh, I, I forgot Penny Marshall, who not only was in Laverne and Shirley, but went on to have an incredible directing career, passed away in 2018. So Laverne and Shirley have both gone into paradise. Don Morgan, you remember that show? Yeah, we all remember that show. I played cards with uh, Penny. You played cards with her? Uh, yeah, a poker tournament with Robert Ory and his foundation, and Penny Marshall and Robert were really close from wow. his Laker days. Wow. And she wore a see-through shirt without a bra. Excellent. <laughs> you saw Laverne's boobs. I saw the, the, the little elves. <laughs> oh, Lord. But you remember in those... You saw the L and the R, actually. All right. Let's get off of Laverne's boobs here. Okay, come on. So, But the point being that, that in that era, in that era, sitcoms were king. Yeah. You know, that was the most watched show on TV for a couple of years. And it was a spin-off show. Yeah, it came from, from Happy, Happy Days. Days. Yeah. And it did very well. Yeah. Uh Lenny and Squiggy, remember them? Uh those uh, in fact uh they, 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 that was a big deal and the guy that played Lenny, I could never think of his name, Michael McKean. McKean. He's a, he's the last man standing. Yeah, he is, I guess. Yeah. He's the only one left alive and he right. went on to do uh this is Spinal Tap and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Carmine's not with us anymore. Carmine's Carmine long gone. died like a couple of years back. But uh, you know, but in those days when we were kids, you just would sit and watch. You know, you had all these sitcoms. Most of the daily lineup 
if you think about it, prime time were sitcoms, and then the drama shows came on later. Yeah. Around 9 or 10. Right. They had the family hour. Yeah, the family hour, which was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Alice. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy was my, and that was a spinoff from Happy Days. I forgot about that. It was. And that was my favorite show. That's when I developed my love of Robin Williams. And it's just, man, it's 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 it's, it's a completely different planet from life these days. Yeah. And I, 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 and I've been telling you guys this. I have, I am just losing it for TV. I've been a big TV watcher my whole life, and I'm just bored, snotless with TV. I'm, I, we've canceled half our channels, and we don't watch them. Right. Uh, it's it's you're you're hard pressed to get me to sit through an entire movie at this point. We tried to watch that freaking Armageddon show, the the people Last of Us or whatever. Watch the first episode. I was like, oh, let's see an apocalyptic show about zombies. Yeah, I'm I'm up for that one more time. So I, I didn't. That was depressing as snot. I didn't want to watch that. Right. Uh, and I'm just not as into TV as I as I was. I'm just kind of bored with it all. Yeah, there's not a lot. You know, it, it, I think that there's more out there, but the quality lacks. Yeah, totally. Well, See, every it, now and then you'll find something. Right. That comes along that can can hold your attention. It, it it'll be great for a, you know a, a few seasons, and then it just kind of goes by the wayside. You know they run out of ideas. It just gets old, what have you. But you know it's not like it was. We seemed like like you said every every season there would be this new TV show that came on. Well, I hate to to say this, and friend. James, you probably see this in the music industry too. But then when when you get to a place where you have countless options. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it it ends up producing a lot of crap. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's harder to sift through the crap and get to what's really good. Whereas in in our day, and I hate this like an old fart, but I am one. In my day, you know, you only had so many options, and so right, you know, a, a hit TV show was truly a big deal. It, it it stuck out because you're only you only had three networks and you only had so many options. And everybody you knew was watching it at the same time. Precisely. It was the same thing with, with you know with what we do. There was a time where, you know, on the radio you would play a song, everybody would hear it at the same time. You know Well, and, and we're all just, gonna be replaced by AI at some yeah, point. That's true. Anyway, but so you don't really <laughs> you don't get that anymore either. No, you don't. You you, know. Well it, you get everything it, you can have everything you want whenever you want it. Yeah. And that produces a lot of drag. And uh, you know, I'm watching Ancient Aliens. I'm, <laughs> my wife and I have reverted to watching Ancient Freaking Aliens. Well, they got new episodes. You they said. got new episodes, and I'll watch the old crap too because there's just I'm just not into. Uh, I used to love watching uh, true crime stuff. I was a big ID Channel fan of Forensic Files, and ever since I got out of the hospital, I really have kind of lost my appetite for watching. People get freaking brutalized, and right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really the sea change that's happened with me as far as the content that I consume. Is that I really just have no appetite anymore for violence or you know stuff like that. I just, I'm just not. I'm just not into it anymore. Right. Every now and then you find something. I, I, you know, I watched a, I watched a bit of a show that I thought you would like called 1883. It's like is the, that the one with Ford with Harrison Ford? It's and, uh, no, oh, that's it's, uh, Sam Elliott. Oh, right, uh, Tim McGraw. It's this. It's like the prequel to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. They've got like two prequels now. Yeah, right? yes. but, but I think that you would probably prefer this one, oh, and really? maybe even the Harrison Ford one, over the more contemporary Yellowstone, because these are set back. 
you know, hundreds of years right. ago in some instances. And I think that you would like it. I, think I might check that sense. out. 1883, because I was, I was watching it, and I thought perhaps you would like it, because a lot of the dialogue is very poetic in a way. Well, people uh, spoke know. in complete sentences back then. Right, yeah. There was no they, such thing as a freaking contraction yeah. in 1823 or whatever yeah, the hell. You know, when something bad would happen, another character wouldn't look at another one and go, duh. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, just, you know, it didn't happen. They would was, you know, try to try This to is a cup. most unfortunate turning of events. Yeah. But I think you would like it. Duh. Maybe I'll check it out. I'm going to try duh. It. Duh. Gene Hackman will uh, turn 93 years of age today. He's still with us. He's great. I've always loved Gene Hackman. He's done some yeah. great roles. Popeye Doyle. Popeye Doyle, where do you want it? Where do you want it? Where do you want it? <laughs> uh, and of course, my probably my uh, one of my top five favorite movies of all time, Unforgiven. Right. Uh, played probably one of the greatest screen villains. At uh, what was his name in that? Well, no, I just went blank on his name in that in Unforgiven. Uh, Little Bill Daggett. Did you like him in The Quick and the Dead? Yes, that was a great flick. Under- Sam Raimi. Underrated. Very underrated uh, Western was by, directed by Sam Raimi, who ended up doing the Spider-Man movies. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is in that. Leo DiCaprio is very young in that. Gene Hackman plays the bad guy who kind of runs the whole town. Sharon Stone was a badass female version of kind of the Clint Eastwood thing. Yeah, I like Gene Hackman when he was Lex Luthor in the Superman He was two. great as Lex I Luthor. He was great in that. Mr. Spocker! <laughs> 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 Mr. Luthor, Mr. Luthor. Mr. Luthor. Uh, you know, just a class guy. And apparently, you know, has spent, uh, since he retired from acting, he's a painter. I, I, he right. does a lot of painting. I've seen some of his work, and it's gorgeous. Better than Hunter Biden? <laughs> I poop better. I could poop on a canvas and, and create better art than Hunter Biden. Sorry. In fact, there was a time back in 89 that he did. <laughs> he probably did crap on a few canvases. No, you. Oh, I did. <laughs> Hey, I was young and artsy. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> but uh, it so edgy at the time. It seemed edgy, at the, but it, seriously, you know, uh, guys like Gene Hackman are just what a marvelous actor. And you could plug him into anything, and he was good. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Sean on Newstalk Five Fifty KTSa. Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Um, well, let's talk about Tyree Nichols and, and what happened there. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, on The View yesterday said, we got to see more white people getting their asses kicked before people realize... <laughs> that they, there's a problem with the cops. Uh, do we need to see white people also get beat before anybody will do anything? Oh, I'm not suggesting that, so don't write us and tell me I'm a racist. I'm just asking, is that what people have to see in order to wake up and realize this affects us all? Need to see more honkies getting their asses kicked by the scorpion unit. Then maybe people will wake up. I don't, you know, I don't, I've, I've been turning this over in my head and uh, uh, having watched the video numerous times and like everybody else, I was watching the stuff break on Friday and I, I've i heard all kinds of stuff. You know, I think you've probably heard this rumor that he was, Tyree was messing around or involved with uh, one of those cops, one of the cops' wife or something like that. I, I don't know. 
I don't. I haven't heard anything credible yet about anything, and I'm so I'm kind of leaving that out there. I'm kind of leaving that up for. Uh, you know, I'm kind of reserving any thoughts on that sort of thing. But I I I I don't know what happened. I, all all I can tell you is that wasn't right. There was something that went tragically wrong there. Because they they dragged his ass out of the out of that car. And my man Trey brought up a good point this morning when we we're talking about on on where it rhyme. If you haven't caught that show, it's from uh, seven to nine Monday through Friday. In that, if if I'm driving erratically. And even the police chief, the chief of police, has said uh, uh, Memphis has said there's no evidence that he was. But if I'm weaving a little, uh, a cop is going to pull me over, right? And I've been pulled over by the cops. So have you. Most of us have been. Uh, he pulls me over. He pulls me over. He's going to come up to my car and he's going to ask me to roll down my window. And he's going to ask to see my driver's license and my registration, and then he's going to say, do you know why I pulled you over? Right? This is pretty standard stuff. Well, you look at this video, and they that didn't happen. They dragged him out of that car, and they immediately started beating him up. Uh, he tried to run. They caught up with him. That's where the baton came out, and they start kicking him, kicking him in the head. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. It's hard to watch. It really, really is. So I, I, but the thing is, I don't believe that the, the Tyree Nichols death is indicative of all law enforcement because I think most people in law enforcement are decent people, and I know a lot of people in law enforcement. My, I got, I got a family member who's in law enforcement, and these are people who genuinely decided to who take up law enforcement as a, a life's pursuit because they believe in the the rule of law. And they believe in protecting people, and they're there for all the good reasons. Um, we are hearing more and more, uh, and you've seen this in places like Memphis and also in New York City, uh, where they're having increasing difficulty in actually getting anybody who wants to even be a cop right now. So you, 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 you lower the standards by which you'll hire someone and we're certainly seeing that in Memphis, and we're hearing more rhetoric surrounding the Tyree Nichols case concerning that. That, well, you know, they're they're just a different breed of cop because they're not; these are not, they don't have the same training, they don't have the same requirements to even apply to be a cop. Maybe that played a factor, but one thing is is certain: this wasn't a racial thing, Whoopi. <laughs> and you know what, Whoopi? Okay. This the death of Tyree Nichols, whether you think had he been a honky, it would have gotten more attention or not, is getting lots of attention. It, it, she acts like like nobody's paying attention to this because it was black on black crime and a bunch of black dudes beating up a black guy. So, you know, nobody cares the hell they don't. This is the big story. Everybody's following this. And you know what? Everybody's horrified by it. I have yet to hear from one white person uh, who has said, well, yeah, he had to come in, or yeah, that's the way it is, you know, or black people suck and they ought to be beaten up. I haven't heard any of that. All I've heard is, man, that's awful. So I don't know what she's talking about, that you guys, that if, if, if only, uh, you know, some cracker would get his ass kicked, people would start paying attention to bad cops. That's a bunch of bull.
everybody's paying attention to this story. Everybody's consuming the media on this story and the content, and everybody's looking for explanations as to why this happened. And I don't know why it happened. I mean, my uh, personal thought, based upon what I saw, and I, I have no idea, I can't get into their psychology and understand this, but it looks like just a bunch of guys who are in the special unit, the Scorpion unit, uh, the special crime-busting unit that bends the rules and does what needs to be done has been a Hollywood staple since we've been making cop movies. We were talking about Gene Hackman uh, and turned 93 yesterday in, in, uh, in The French Connection. Gene Hackman was that guy who bent the rules. He and Roy Scheider, right? They bent the rules to get done what needed to be done and, and take care of business. And these guys seem like dudes who had seen way too many of those freaking movies. And felt, well, we're the scorpion unit, man. We're here to right the wrongs. We're here to balance the scales. We're autonomous. We can do whatever we want. It, it just had that feel to it. Because there was, again, I'm not, I'm not a law enforcement professional, but everything I saw didn't happen the way it's supposed to happen. And didn't certainly didn't happen the way uh, it's ever happened with me and my interactions with the police. So I don't I don't know. Is there something with with Tyree that we don't know? I maybe, but you know what? If there is, it'll come out at some point. But if if this is an indictment of something, it's not an indictment of law enforcement in general. And I don't believe, uh, as we heard uh, after Michael Brown, which was you know again Mike, the Michael Brown case, uh, our own government uh, investigated and discovered and and concluded there was no injustice. But the Michael Brown case and Darren Wilson kind of kicked off this whole idea. First off, that all white cops are racist and they just want to kill black people. They just wake up every day wanting to kill black people. And uh, out of the Michael Brown case and then certainly after George Floyd and, and all some of these other cases that happened in between, there's this idea that every single police department in America needs to be just gone through with a fine-tooth comb, and and they all got to be retrained, and uh, it's a problem with policing, and I don't believe that. I just don't. Uh, Again, I believe most folks in law enforcement are doing their jobs, are dedicated to it, and they have a job where they got to risk their lives every single stinking day, and they... On any given day, they don't know if they're going home. I think this was just a bad bunch of cops, and they were bad guys... And maybe they were left to be a little too autonomous as the Scorpion unit. I mean, And I've heard conflicting things about the Scorpion unit. Initially, when this story first broke and I'm reading about this unit, what I read was uh, the unit was developed to be more of a, a bridge between the public and the police. It was more of a diplomatic thing. And then as the story progressed, it became this unit that's fighting crime and fighting the gangs and taking on the hard cases and all that stuff so i I don't even know what's true of this unit all i know is those dudes killed that guy and they beat him to death and i don't know why they did that (laughs) but it's horrible and no whoopee i don't think had he been white people would be paying more attention i think people are playing paying a lot of attention to this case but even eric adams the mayor of new york is trying to make it racial and well he may, may not be racial but it is because the system's racist. Oh, okay. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's talk to Ed. Ed, how are you doing? 
Sean, Sean, I'm talking, uh, I'm talking narrative-driven media coverage. All right. Right. Did you, did you hear about the guy? I want to say it was in North Carolina, uh, who the, he basically his story kind of went pseudo-viral. It was called uh, execution or a uh, firing squad at 5 a.m. Um, basically, somebody swatted this guy. Uh, it ended up where the guy was shot three times, and uh, for no, for nothing. He did do he didn't do anything. The cops came in at 5 a.m. banging on his door. He got up. He complied. He he. They put a robot in his in his house. They you know busted a window and threw the robot in there, so they knew where he was. The problem is that after it was all over, they tried to make up this big cover story. Uh, but an even I don't remember problem that, no. was this just happened. The guy had a home security system that caught everything on video wow. from the inside. The officers lied, and this is why you're not going to hear about it. Okay, it's a white guy. And the police were the Cherokee Tribal Police SWAT team. And you don't. I'll look into that. I haven't heard of that yet. No, I'll look into that. Yeah. All right. I I appreciate the call, man. Let me get Steve in here before we break. Steve, how you doing? More white people died last year of uh, police at the hands of police than black people did. That's the bottom line. That's a statistical truth. That's right. the chief of police of Memphis is as crooked as the day is long. She tried to cover up a sexual assault of a minor by one of her subordinates or one of a friend of one of her or a husband of one of her subordinates. That's why she got fired. That's how she ended up in Memphis. But we want to see the dash cam videos of all of these officers who were involved, all of these squad cars who were involved. That's, that's how we get to the truth. But we probably won't see it because we do not have Real journalists practicing well, that's true. real journalism. Yep, I, I got to run, Steve. I'm just out of time. Yeah, I'd like to see that dash cam footage too, because then we get a sense of what happened prior. Because that's the one, that's the bit of footage we're not seeing. Got to take a break. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Phone lines are open. you have any thoughts or theories on uh, this uh, Tyree Nichols uh, case, go ahead and give us a ring. Again, we'll probably be finding out more <laughs> yeah, as we uh, as we proceed here. I, I, uh, Don's been reporting on a story that I think is interesting and that a lot of folks uh, coming off the pandemic are rediscovering their faith or or exploring faith. Uh and I, I think ultimately that's a good thing. First off, I don't know how you are, but I, I'm 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 I don't care what the officials say, I don't care what Biden says, I don't care what anybody says. I'm done with the pandemic. I'm just done. You know, I, I, I have noticed uh more I've see I'm seeing more and more people wearing the stinking masks again. And I still think, to a greater or lesser extent, for some people, the whole mask-wearing thing and the vaccine thing is a a political identifier, you know. Look, I'm saving lives by wearing my mask. You're not wearing a mask. You're killing people. Those people still freaking exist. 
And uh, I drive down the street, and uh, very often I look over, and there's somebody in their car all by themselves. I got the stupid mask on. But I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done with it. Um, uh, uh, And, uh, you know, that having been said, I think a lot of people, because it, it, I don't know that we're, we're, we're still kind of in the smoke after the car accident, you know what I mean, with the pandemic. So I don't know that we've had enough time to sort of think about what just happened. But you know what? It was no little thing. And I think a lot of folks, if you were paying attention or or if you had an experience that kind of, you know, with the COVID kind of woke you up or what have you, and not in the woke way, but in the in a way of uh, perceiving things or understanding things, I think a lot of people came out of that with uh, uh, a better idea of just how frail life is, in a sense, how frail politics and society are, and it don't take much. And uh, you combine uh, the pandemic with a lot of the other stuff that happened along with it, like the, the economy and employment and all that stuff. And I think a lot of people probably came out of that with a heightened sense of their own existences. And that would explain why people are suddenly, you know, drifting back into faith, which I think is ultimately a good thing. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. And there's a meme that's been going around. I'm sure you've seen it. And I have to paraphrase it because I don't, I didn't plan on talking about this. so I don't have it right in front of me, but it's basically saying that only God can save this world. And I think that's true. Uh, and and by that I mean I I think that this is a moment where if you've n- not been a spiritual person up until this point, or maybe you were a faith based person for many years, or maybe as a kid growing up and you get, gave it up and you got away from it, th- this truly is the time to reconnect with that with that idea of your spirituality. I believe. Uh, because we are as human beings on this rock floating in the, in the sky. We're, we're in a very dicey time right now. We certainly are. And I think prayer is a good thing for folks right now. So that's what I'm trying to do. I, I'm, I, I mostly fail at it, but, uh, uh, it, it is, uh, in a sense positive. It's a cool thing to hear that people are rediscovering that on the, on the uh, other end of the pandemic. And, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because we got more stuff coming. Now, that's just my opinion, but we got more bad stuff coming. More hard stuff. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Certainly not. Uh, certainly, if you look at uh, uh, the situation along the border and how that's impacting folks, uh, you know, we, we got a ways to go before we uh, uh, get through these rough waters. And I think that's why it's an excellent time. To, to reconnect with God. And the way I'm doing it, and, and I sort of experienced a little bit of this last year. I'm, I'm experiencing it even more now. And as I told you a little while ago, I'm kind of looking at this next operation uh, next week as uh, kind of a reset moment for myself. And I'm not doing much. Here, here, this is all I'm doing. And, I'll, and I'm, I'm not bragging here, believe me. But, but this is what, I'm, what I make myself do every single day is I make myself pray at least half a dozen times throughout the day. Even if it's just saying the Lord's Prayer, I make myself pray. I make myself talk to God, especially when I don't feel like it. 
And uh, I got a new Bible about a year ago that's an English Standard Version, which I really, really enjoy. And I'm just mark, I'm going through and marking it up. I haven't marked up a Bible in a long time. So going through Scripture and highlighting things that I want to remember or things that I think are interesting or things that I need to remember. And I do this every day. Doesn't mean I'm walking around talking to God 24 hours a day. I, I want to be at that place, but I'm not quite there yet. But certainly, for all of us, this is a perfect moment to rediscover, either rediscover your faith or discover your, a new faith or a new spirituality or, or get to meet God, whatever, what have you. Because times, we're, we're not out of the rough waters yet. 210-599-5555. And I, and I, I don't know how you are, but I, I find comfort in it. I do. Um, and it's going to be a nasty day, so so be careful. Uh, just you're going to get the full weather here in a second, but we're going to have freezing rain off and on all day. The high is only going to get up to 32. So if you don't have to go anywhere, don't anywhere, anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. New Stonk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. We'll be talking about trannies coming up, coming up in a few minutes because it's a day without a tranny on the air is a, like a it's like a day without sunshine, man. You got to talk about the trannies. But first, let's talk to Mitty about my thoughts on uh, sort of a resurgence in faith. Mitty, how you doing, Mister Reimer? You just made the day for me. I am a, a I, I'm a real, I, I can't say a good Christian because, uh, you know, but I'll try to be. <laughs> but this is the only thing that's going to be, this is, God is big enough to take care of us, but not when we spit in his face. Mm. And that's what, what's been doing for a long time. And I'm so glad that where you are, I just hope you stay here because, you know, um, He's he's his creator. I mean, that's the only thing that we have. And I I really thank you so much for saying all that. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And, More than my pleasure. And I'm I'm gonna pray for you because I want you to get really, you know, I want you to really get into it. It's only oh, I am. I am. Yeah, and, I, and I appreciate the call and, and thank you. Yeah, it's. I find comfort there. You know, I mean, that's that's the uh, things can get very overwhelming right now. Um, I think for a lot of people, because there's so much going on uh, in the world and in this country, and it's affecting each and every one of us in our daily lives, one way or the other. And uh, uh, I know that uh, you know, in my life, faith has always played a major role. Uh, I, I still need to get my ass out of bed on Sundays and start going back to church. Uh, haven't quite made that commitment yet, but uh, uh, to to reinvest in a relationship with God, I, I think is the best thing you can do right now. And it, it makes me sad because a lot of younger young people are just not into it. <laughs> you know, they just, they just don't understand it or don't follow it or weren't raised that way. I don't know. But for me, it's very important. Um, I want to talk, we got to talk about, tra- you know, some tranny stuff here. I, a uh, couple of stories. First off, uh, I guess Virgin Atlantic uh, airline is, uh, well, first and foremost, like a lot of people, I guess, are having trouble hiring people. So they decided uh, that uh, their staff, their, the, the airline staffers, st- you know, the, the airline attendants, attendants, 
uh, are going to be allowed to wear the uniform of their a uniform of their choice, no matter their gender, gender identity, or gender expression. So uh, you could be, uh, you know, on a flight somewhere, and the person bringing you your screwdriver uh, is a dude in a dress with a with a furry chin, and I, I, you know, I'm what? That's great. Whatever, man. There's another story I saw. Sorry, I keep bumping, bopping my head on the microphone here. There's another story I saw uh, out of Arizona where a woman who was a concerned parent somehow got elected to the school board in her area or in her district. And this has given her access to some of the proposed textbooks for this particular school district. And she has leaked uh, stuff from a proposed uh, biology book. I mean, we're in bio- into biology here at this point. Uh, part of the science curriculum that states, uh, yeah, well, there, there's not really two. They're, not, they're, they're trying to teach scientifically that there aren't two genders. The textbook uh, is a direct quote as offered uh, by a post by Nicole Solas of the Independent Women's Forum. The biochemical, physical, physiological, and anatomical features associated with males and females are turning out to be more complex than previous realized previously realized, with many genes involved in their development. We now know that sex is not a binary state with just two defined outcomes. This is what they want to teach kids. Because of the complexity of the genes and proteins involved in sex determination, many variations exist. Some individuals are born uh, with intermediate sexual characteristics or even with anatomical features that do not match an individual's sense of their own gender. (laughs) Sex determination is an active area of research that should... Oh, the hell it is. There's man... There's two genders. This this is science. Okay? Two genders, that's how you make little baby wabies. That's just the way it is. Now, again, like I say, I... First off... I don't care how you want to live, man, but leave the freaking kids out of it, for God's sake, man. Just leave the kids out of it. I do not, as you, if you're a grown-ass adult, you can go, if you can find a doctor, they'll cut it off for you. They can go find a doctor that'll cut it off for you. But I'm done. I'm done being sensitive about this topic. I, I'm, I'm seriously done taking other people's opinions or uh, reactions into consideration. Not that I ever really did. But I'm trannied out. I'm, it's 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 hitting us at every level of our society right now, to the extent to where you want to hand a kid in school a science book, a science textbook that's that is reflecting a certain politics, and that's what it is. It is not science; it's politics. Uh, and you wanna you wanna you wanna get your politics into that kid's head over the scientific fact that there are male and female and that's pretty much it. It's 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 not that deep. You're either physically a male or physically a female. There's really no way around that. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter how you identify. It doesn't matter how you view yourself. It, re- it doesn't matter whatever issues you have with your own freaking gender, okay? It doesn't matter. Rain is wet and there are two genders. Again, 
I couldn't give a flying crap if you want to live as the opposite gender as a grown-ass adult. But again, and we say this almost every day at this point, leave the kids out of it because that's grooming. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Trey on this at this point. You, that's grooming. And you're mutilating, ki- mutilating kids with these drugs and with the surgery. That needs to stop. And that includes freaking science books in school that claim there's more than two genders. And if you are a grown-ass adult and this is how you want to live, understand, that's your choice. And it ain't got nothing to do with me. And uh, your validation on your pronouns is not, is not my job. And your validation in your life choice is not my freaking job. I got enough to deal with my own life choices. I'm just done, man. Trannied out. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one. And the other thing I'm getting sick of too, and one thing I've noticed uh, is when you see the reporting about any given transgendered issue, and even on Fox News, on it, it's across the board at this point. They're using the preferred pronouns. So half the time, if I'm reading a story about a freaking tranny, I got to figure out who the hell they're talking about because it's they and them did this. You also can't be two people at once. Not two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty, KTSa. The news that's hot. Connect residents to information. Stay tuned for updates. Minutes away at the top on News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, we're back. News Talk five fifty uh, KTSa FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. How are you? You having a good day? It's cold outside. It's cold outside. Uh, and it's going to stay that way. Uh, you're here in the the Accu Weather. We are your severe weather station, so keep it uh, tuned to KTSA so we can uh, keep you apprised. But right now we're looking at freezing rain off and on all damn day. Very damn cold, a high of 32. Cold, more rain overnight. Some ice uh, will be uh, happening as a result of that rain. So, especially, and Trey and I were talking about this, especially in the morning, man. If you got to get up early like me, be careful when you're out there driving. And we'll have a complete look at your AccuWeather forecast uh, uh, coming up. But again, we are your severe weather station, so we wanted to try to keep you apprised. In other words, if you don't have to go anywhere, you probably shouldn't. I don't need a big argument. If, if, if you tell me, you know, your ass better stay home, my, my, should probably stay home. I, I'm like, cool, cool, I'll stay home. I'm fine with that. Uh, also, we, we mentioned earlier uh, briefly that Cindy Williams uh, passed away at the age of 75 from Laverne and Shirley. She was also an American graffiti. Uh, after Laverne and Shirley, which, as Don pointed out, was actually the most popular show on TV at that, to- at that time. And so we were talking about uh, Cindy Williams and and Penny Marshall and and Don Morgan. I don't know. Did did James pay you a visit and show you the picture that he showed me of uh, he and Penny Marshall? He did. Do you do you feel weird about that? Should we call HR? I mean, I'm I'm I James just brought me. You played poker with Penny Marshall and she was wearing a see through blouse. Yes. And you found the picture on your phone. And now both Don Morgan and I have to go through the rest of the day with Penny Marshall's boobs in our head. Right. 
And we wanted to thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And look how young I was in that picture. I was. I, you were in the right. picture? <laughs> I was looking at Penny Marshall's breasts. Right. I was looking at the large necklace that she was wearing. She also had a very large, expensive yeah, necklace. Oh, wow. I mean, that's got to be a five-carat diamond in the middle of that cross. It's huge. I just, I just never thought, though. You have to understand, though. After 30-odd years of radio, it never occurred to me that at some point I would go on the air and say, I just saw Penny Marshall's breasts. I never saw. I didn't see that one coming. That right. that's that really just never. I've seen a lot of breasts. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I've seen some celebrity breasts, but I that's. But not Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall just never came into my brain that that no, would right. even be a possibility. Right now he did. You know he did <clears throat> once see Eddie Mecca shirtless. Who? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. It was the guy that played Carmine. Oh, Carmine. <laughs> well, I don't want to see his breasts. Carmine Raguso. <laughs> he probably looked like mine. No, I, I'm not interested in that. But how good were those two, uh, Penny and Cindy, as far as, they, oh. I mean, they were the well, next. Well, they were great. Yeah, they were great. Well, I, they were Lucille great. Ball yeah. and uh, Ethel, you know, they were they, they were on that level. They were a great yeah. comedy team because they played completely different personality types, and that's usually what works, right? She yeah. was the, Penny Marsh, or Cindy was the clean cut. Naive, you know, sweet girl, and then Penny Marshall played Laverne. It was a little more streetwise. And it worked, and it was a funny show. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys, though. I God, I hated Happy Days. God, I hated that. I don't even know why I watched that show. <laughs> I hated that show. Right. I thought Happy Days was the dumbest show I'd ever seen in my life. You know, it was one of those shows. If you watch the first few seasons, it's almost dark in a way. The first few seasons yeah, were great. Really, really good. You know, there was some storylines like, "Geez, I can't believe my well, parents let me watch this when I was eight. Well, but, but the then first, as it went on, yeah. it just got goofy. When the fawn starts jumping sharks. Yeah. But in the first couple of, and you're right, the first couple of seasons were good because it really was more of a. American. About, it was about yeah. the 50s. And well, it was, right. It was very real. It was very point. real. Is it following the footsteps of American graffiti? I believe it was. Well, yeah, it, it, it was when, inspired kind of by American yeah. graffiti. And when you yeah. say it was dark, American graffiti was not a laugh out loud no. movie. No. No, and so the first all. few seasons of Happy Days were great. It almost feels like once they went to a live audience, yeah, that that's when it got cheesy and stupid. I think once once the audience shifted as well, when the younger viewers started tuning in in droves, right? Because I mean, at that point, you know, that was a, you know, our parents could relate to growing up in that time. Sure, we couldn't. We couldn't. Um, but you know, when we started tuning in and getting some of it, it just kind of the whole emphasis changed. Well, and it didn't help uh, that as I got older, I realized how freaking short and nerdy Henry Winkler is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's a tiny little dude, man. And it's kind of hard to believe. And he's he, as nerdy as you say. He's a very nerdy guy. And so I, I you know, but uh, Happy Days was just too square for me. There, I just said it. Mm. But then you got these two single girls working at a brewery. Yeah, I enjoyed I that more. Yeah. I liked Mork and Mindy. I liked Good Times. I liked oh, uh, the, the Jeffersons. I liked All in the Family. I loved those shows. Right. Because they were, you know, edgy. They had some edge to them. I was a big MASH fan. Still am. I still I, love that show. I burned out. I mean, I, we, I remember, we all remember when it was still new, mm-hmm. when it was a new show that you would watch for the new episode. I think it was on Tuesday nights, wasn't it? And then uh, in reruns, growing up, we watched that show constantly in reruns. You'd sit and kill like four or five episodes and not even think about it. This is when they would just show three or four episodes in a row. Right. Before you could just, you know, order it up and see it whenever you wanted to. MASH was always in reruns. 
But then at some point I got I got the, the Mash I, I left Mash in the later seasons when Loretta Switz started to look like somebody from nineteen eighty you know whatever yeah Hot Lips Hot Lips went eighties Mike Farrell got on my nerves <laughs> you know and it just it got so sappy at the end yeah the show just got really kind of sappy yeah, but at the and end. again they they usually follow that same track right you know but they what, made good hooch. Yeah, they did. Do you think about that? Like, how uh, uh, not politically correct is that? Our military's just making shine. They got still in their freaking tent, and they're chronic alcoholics. Chief surgeons constantly on the make. And you want, that's the last thing I want to see is my freaking doctor walk into the OR next week with a freaking martini in his hand. Or her hand, sorry. (laughs) You know, because, but but then it was, you know, eh. But drinking in general in the 70s was seen much differently than it is now. You know it, what was, I mean? it was much more acceptable back then. Well, you know, every office situation, the boss always had a wet bar, you know. All right. Speaking of wet bars, I'm out of here. Uh, thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.